whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am thrilled to have my next guest here. Julia Hart is the founder and CEO of an incredible brand called Plus Body. The actual website is Body by Julia Hart. We'll have all of that in the show notes. But she's also the star of a show that you might be familiar with called My Unorthodox Life. And she wrote an incredible book that is now a bestseller in three countries called Brazen. If you see this video here, we have the book here, and it is really, really amazing. I love stories of, especially stories of women really getting all of their fears together and just going for it and changing the status quo. And that's what I felt that Julia's done. And now she's building this incredible brand uh, that is definitely one that you should know. Julia is a businesswoman, designer, and now 
best-selling author uh, <laughs> and uh, and also, as I said, the Netflix hit show, My Unorthodox. Uh, My Unorthodox Life is just so, so good. So without further ado, welcome, Julia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast. It's a great, wonderful medium. So thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. So tell us first about the story for people who are not familiar with the show, but also just what is your backstory? How did this all come about? Well, it's a 400 and some odd page book and um, so far two seasons of a television show. But if I had to encapsulate it in a short form, I would just say I grew up in a very extremist fundamentalist community, um, which really was like living in the 1800s, right? I lived the life of an 18th, of a 19th century woman, someone who was not allowed to be educated, who was taught her entire purpose in life was be to be a wife and a mother. Basically, in my community, all women are interchangeable. We're all supposed to do the exact same thing. We're just bodies. We're bodies and people who are supposed to serve and stay silent and negate ourselves so that men can find their life super convenient and don't have to do any work because all they have to do is sit and study because that, of course, is the greatest thing that you could do is study the Torah, but women aren't allowed to do that. Women can't become rabbis. Women can't become leaders. They're the receptacles on which men stand to get ahead, period. So that's how I grew up, uh, without a television, without radio, without newspapers, without magazines, not knowing that women were legally allowed to live alone in the outside world because no one in my community, no women live alone. You go from your father's house to your husband's house. I always tell people if they want to understand my world, think Bridgerton minus the bowls, minus the fabulous clothing, where it's all about the marriage. The girl is supposed to be pure while the guy goes around the world and sows his wild oats and gets educated. The girl has to sit and hide in her house and no one can touch her. And she has to be pure and the man chooses her and then she has no autonomy. That was my life. That's the easiest way to explain it. And um, I have four children. I was pregnant 10 times, six miscarriages. Um, I have, I think, although the na- the number changes all the time because they keep on having more babies, somewhere in the neighborhood of 49 nieces and nephews, um, most of whom I've never gotten to meet because I'm a heretic and I left the path. Um, and I left at 42, um, with my children, started a shoe brand two months after I walked out the door within a year was being sold in multiple countries within two years, um, partnered with La Perla to do a co-branding, uh, within three years became creative director of La Perla, then took over a talent management company and transformed it into a media conglomerate in two years, brought it into a billion dollar business valued by Jeffrey's bank. Um, and then just launched a shapewear brand and have also invented a vibrator that's coming your way soon. Ta-da! <laughs> wow. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app. 
no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. 
Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Amazing. Okay, that's it in a nutshell. (laughs) Amazing. So, So you left, you were 42. Yeah. And so, like, what was the moment when you just said, I'm out, I'm out, like, I, c- I can't do this anymore. I know there's this world outside and I want it. Well, there's actually two moments. There's the moment when I decided I wanted out and then the mo- moment I actually walked out the door. And those are eight years apart. So the moment, wow. yeah, because I mean, I knew nothing about the 21st century. I knew I knew nothing about that. I didn't, it, it's very hard for people to imagine just how different my life was because we take so many things for granted, right? Like you probably had your first boyfriend in high school. You learned about all those kind of behaviors and sex and, you know, orgasms and pleasure and what a man is supposed to do or can do what a woman relation, all these things that you pick up by just living. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any of those things. I didn't get to talk to guys. I didn't get to hang out with them. They weren't my friends. I didn't go to prom. I didn't go to a bar. I didn't get to choose to kiss a man. I had nothing of the 21st century experience. And I knew nothing. I was completely uneducated. You know, I learned how to change diapers and be a good wife and, and, and be silent and subservient. I didn't have an education. And so the, I think the two most difficult parts of my exodus, my personal exodus is, you know, what I kind of call it, but is when I realized I actually gave myself permission to say, this is not okay, I went out. And then the day that I walked out the door. And both of them, interestingly enough, um, both of them were, how should I say it, were um, propelled by my daughter, Miriam. So my entire life, there'd been this dichotomy between who I am intrinsically as a human being Mm-hmm. Someone who's very outgoing, someone who loves to work, someone who loves to learn and study, a reader, a learner, um, I, an internal student. Um, that's who I am intrinsically as a human being. And then who I was told I had to be was to that I'm not intelligent enough to study, that I'm not supposed to read all the books in my bookshelf. Forget about secular books. I wasn't allowed to read religious books. Right? A woman is not allowed. I had a bookshelf of books that I was forbidden Forbidden from reading. Forbidden. So my entire life, there'd been this dichotomy between who I knew I was as a person and what I was told I had to be the only way that I could be to be loved by God. Hmm. And so there was this constant internal struggle, you know, of, you know, what I explain to people is not feeling like I was living in my own skin because my body wasn't my own. My choices weren't my own. I was constantly told that I was stupid when I knew that I wasn't. And so, but they had convinced me that something was intrinsically flawed in me that I wasn't okay with the system. And so I 
genuinely thought I was a sinner for even thinking that I should have the right to read or to be autonomous or to make my own money or to have a say in any part of my life, okay? Then comes my little five-year-old daughter and she wants her for six or someone somewhere around there. I don't, I, I, I can't remember the exact age. Um, and she says to my husband that she wants to play soccer. And my husband looks at her and says, you can't. And when she asked him why, he said, well, you know, you can't wear pants, which means to play soccer, you'd have to play it in a skirt. And if you kick a ball and your skirt lifts up and a man walking by the field will see your knees, he may have inappropriate thoughts about you. And that will be your sin because you caused him to sin. And now let's not talk about what kind of twisted sick man gets turned on by a five or six or seven year old's knees. But let's leave that alone for a minute. Yeah. My little child looks at my husband and says, okay, well, if I'm responsible for his behavior and his sins, is he responsible for mine? And hearing that simple, logical, reasonable question coming from the mouth of a child, someone who they convinced me that I was flawed. They could not convince me that my child, my five or six-year-old daughter was somehow flawed for just being rational. I certainly never said anything. So Miriam gave me permission to say, this isn't me. This is these laws. They're not okay. And so she's the beginning of my exodus. And when she did that, literally, I think pretty much the same day, I decided I'm out. It was the first time in my life I gave myself permission to say, it's not me. It's these laws. And so I started educating myself and reading. Um, Miriam and I would walk every day to Barnes & Noble and we'd just sit there all day and read books. And I would we would walk home the hour and a half to the house before anyone would show up and I would make dinner and do homework and all that stuff so that nobody would realize that we were reading books all day because <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be reading those books at all. And then I had to figure out a way to make money because I wasn't leaving without my kids. And so it took me eight years. And then here it is. I plan it all out. I read hundreds of books. I watch as many movies as I can. I make some money. And now it's time to actually walk out the door. And I couldn't do it. I was too scared. I was really too scared. And again, it's really hard for someone who hasn't been in an isolated, you know, fundamentalist, wholly controlled environment. It is time travel. It's so scary. You, you understand? I didn't know a single person in the outside world. I didn't have college friends or high school friends or friends from where I went to work. I was an, a non-entity. I didn't exist. I had no past, no history, no knowledge. And I always say to people, imagine if you've never tasted chocolate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you read a hundred books about chocolate and chocolate production and all the flavors of chocolate. And then you watch a thousand amazing movies about the making of chocolate. Do you have any idea what chocolate tastes like? No, you gotta just taste it. That was me eight years in, right? I studied everything. I'd read, I'd read about what chocolate tastes like. I watched chocolate production, but I'd never actually taken a bite. And it was so scary to walk outside of 
the 1800s and time travel into the 21st century, in the end, I took it out. I was too afraid to do it. I really was. I I just was too scared. It just feel, it felt unimaginable. I, it, it, it felt like time travel. It felt like going to Mars, you know? Hmm. Um, and so then again, Miriam steps in to save the day. Um, so there I am, and I decided... And it's in my book, so I know that you know this. I decided to commit suicide, right? I decided that it would be easier to kill myself than to walk out the door because it was less scary, if you can imagine, to commit suicide than to leave. Less scary. That's how scary it was. Um, And I was down to a weight, I don't want to say publicly, but imagine, you know, people complain about my weight now. Imagine this minus 12 pounds. I mean, I was really an emaciated stick. Um, And purposefully, I purposefully starved myself to death. Um, And I was a few pounds away from success, I would say. And then my daughter comes home because she got an F on an exam because they said it was too good to have been done by a woman. She must have gotten help. Crazy. And my daughter comes home and she is hysterically crying because she's like, but I worked on this. I'm the only one who worked on this. I did this. They're punishing me for doing a good job. And literally the next morning I packed our stuff and I walked out the door because that moment watching her cry made me realize that I was being super selfish because yes, killing myself would end my pain, but she would be me Mm -hmm. 30 years from that moment. She would be exactly me. She was 13 years old when I left. Go back, you know, go 20 years in the future, uh, 30, 30 years in the future at 43, she would be me, miserable, wanting to kill herself, feeling like there's no purpose in her life. And seeing that and recognizing that I need to take everybody out, not just myself. And, and it's not that I'm being selfish and taking them out. They deserve more. They're not going to be happy. And that's really what the impetus was. Well, they say that there are people that you are allowing others to walk on your shoulders, right? And as hard as it is at times, and that's what I gathered from your book as well. I mean, this were your children, but you're also through your book, Brazen, you're, as I mentioned earlier, you're a bestseller in three countries. Not everybody has is orthodox uh, that is reading um, this book, but it's obviously got an audience of people who are proud of you, right? But also maybe going through their own challenges. What what would you say to those people? So that's what I've seen. So we started collecting messages from people all over the world when season one came out. And then the plethora of um, communication when the book came out and then when season two came out, we've received over 700,000 messages from people literally all over the world. And I mean, some of these are so mind-blowing. Like, I'll give you a few examples. I'm going to tell you my absolute favorite one and then two recent ones that, have, again, have just, they're so, it's just, it, it, it gives me the courage and strength to keep doing what I'm doing because otherwise, you know, I've been through the ringer and back. But I keep on doing it and it's because of people like, I'm going to just tell you. So I was sitting in um in a restaurant in uh, in the summertime in the city, um, in a place, uh, it's a great restaurant called um, 
uh, it's a fish place. What's it called with an owl? It'll come to me in a second. Um, anyway, so we're there and I'm sitting having lunch outside and a woman comes over and hands me a, a letter and says, please read this and just walks away. She says, Julia, please read this. Thank you so much and walks away. But, and I realized that she must have seen me across the, the street from this restaurant is a um, paper source. So it means she must have seen me at the restaurant, walked across the street, bought the card, bought the envelope, written the letter to bring it back to me and hand it to me. Okay, because it's the only thing. Yeah. Okay. So I open this letter. So I'm going to try to say without getting emotional because <laughs> it's not easy to uh so she writes this letter, and in this letter she writes that the day that my show came out was the day that she was planning on committing suicide. And she had planned the day really perfectly. Um, she had sold her apartment. She had sent letters to all her friends that they would receive after she was gone. She had sent her most prized possessions to her close friends that she wanted them to know that she was thinking of them. And on her last day on earth, she was going to go with her best friend to lunch. Then she was going to come home. She was going to watch something on TV, take sleeping pills and die. That was the plan for her last year. And she goes to lunch with her friend and her friend starts talking about this amazing show that just came out and onward and onward and onward about this woman and she was going to commit suicide, but then she chose life and changed it. Okay. And so she's like, wow, this is really appropriate. So she goes home from lunch and she starts to watch it. And instead of watching an episode, she watches the entire season and chooses life and decides not to commit suicide and starts the process of changing the things in her life that have caused her so much pain. And now this is a year later after the show comes out and she walks over and hands me this letter. And in the last part of it is like how much, how great her life is now and how it's moving the right direction. And she has so much hope and joy. Sorry. <laughs> I really want to tell a story without getting emotional. It's just very no, hard. No, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's such a powerful thing. And I think that that's the thing. I mean, that's what stories do, by the way. It's like, if you have the courage to actually tell your story, how you got through something so powerful, the impact that it can have on other people, uh, you know, my, mine is a little bit different, uh, just building a company uh, and an industry that I knew nothing about in the beverage industry. And uh, I mean, I run into people all the time. I wear uh, lots of clothing that says hint on it, or my luggage might say hint. I get stopped on airplanes and people will talk to me about how their health has been changed by just finding a drink that they didn't Oh, by the feel. way, I love hint. I have so, it in my fridge. It's a fantastic drink. It's wonderful. Thank and again, you. you are for sure an example to women. You're showing women what you're, they're capable of, what hard work and, 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 and endeavor can accomplish. I think you do, I'm sure there are millions of women and also you have this podcast. So you're not only building businesses and building value, you're then sharing that experience with people to help them build theirs. So I think to your point, you're doing the exact same thing. You absolutely are. 
it's really powerful. And those consumers or those readers, you know, how they'll come to you and it does yeah. inspire you, right? Yeah. You're like, I've done the right thing. Uh, I'm just so going to keep building. 100%. I'm going to keep going. So you 100%. started, uh, you left, um, and we'll jump to the show. So how did the show come about? Um, basically, me walking into Netflix and saying, hi, I'm Julia Hart. Here's my story. You want to do a show? <laughs> I mean, That's hysterical. I, I mean, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have anyone help me. Um, I met this amazing uh, guy who introduced me to a production company, um, Jeff Jenkins Production. And I met with Jeff Jenkins and we fell in love. Um, Jeff is my brother. He's wonderful. Um, and um, he and I went and we sold the show to Netflix. And funnily enough, the book comes after the show because usually there's the book and then there's the show like normal person. Yeah. But I don't do anything like normal people. So, of course, my show came before my book. Well, the, the funny thing is that the, the book came about, I mean, I knew I had to tell my story. And it's something that was in the back of my head because I thought, my story is a story that can help other women write their story. So I knew it was something I wanted to do, but I was kind of like, I kept on putting it off because it's very scary. And as much as the show is reality TV, the book is all me. I wrote it. Mm -hmm. I did the editing, you know, meaning it's not like I handed it in and then it was done. I, they would say to me, Julia, I handed in a 1,740-page manuscript. So, you know, we had to cut it from 1,740 pages to 400 and some odd pages. That's a lot of Julia take out paragraphs, Julia fix this. You know, it was a lot of editing. And then I do the audio recording. It is just me through and through. Um, and I was a bit scared because, you know, you've read the book. I'm radically honest. I yeah. talk about all the bumps and the warts and the mistakes and the embarrassing things that happened to me or that I did, you know, I, I don't hide anything. And so it's very frightening. And I knew that if I was going to write it, that's how I was going to write it because I will never forget um, when I first started in this industry, I'm going to leave the person's name blank because I, I think women should lift each other, not up, not push each other down. But um, I met uh, this designer, this um, female designer, um, and you know, this is, she had, I mean, she was just like, she seemed to have everything. Like she had children and a brand and a, and a man who loves her. And like it, she made it all look so easy. And my question to her, I, I was just starting out. I'd maybe been in my, com out of my community three, four months. Like really, I was four months old in the 21st century. And I'm like a little puppy dog. And I'm like, how do you do it all? Like, you're just, you're beautiful. You're always put together. You've got a family. You've got this business. How do you do it all? And she's like, oh, it's easy. I wake up at six. I love doing more homework with my children. And then we saw bullshit. There's not a person <laughs> on earth who loves doing homework with their children. That's just a lie. And I'm looking at this woman saying, she's lying. She is lying through her teeth. And it really depressed me because she made it sound so easy that all my struggles, well, I was like, well, I'm never going to be able to do that because those things aren't easy for me. So when you smooth over the mistakes and the problems, you do people a disservice because then when things are hard for them, they're like, oh, well, I guess I'm not Julia. 
she did it with no mistakes, no errors, smooth and simple. You know, it's, it comes easily to her. So I'm not even going to bother trying. No, it's difficult. It's messy. It's hard. You're going to cry. You're going to feel bad about yourself. You're going to second guess yourself. You're going to have imposter syndrome. You're going to have days where you just think, why in the world did I start this? And you're going to keep going because that's what it's about. And that's what I knew. I had to write it with all the bumps and bruises. Otherwise, there was no point. So it was something I was very afraid to do. And then um, I'm speaking to a producer, a scripted producer, um, and this guy named Ben Silverman. Um, and he's like, Julia, write your book. Totally. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what? I have no more excuses. I have just got to write my book. And so I started. Absolutely. No, yeah. it's so, so great. So how did the Plus Body Company come about then? You, Plus it, Body. Yeah, I should ahead, back up. I should back up because you did a few things. It wasn't like, you know, you went from starting a show to doing a book to just saying, oh, I want to do uh, the this incredible, you know, body wear. I mean, you had been at La Perla and you had some experience there, sort of understanding kind of the well, I learned inner how to workings. make lingerie, exactly, totally. because that's a very complex skill. Think about it. When Chanel or Dior or Gucci, when they make bralettes, there's mm-hmm. a reason they call them bralettes and not bras, because they're not made in cup sizes. Mm-hmm. They're made extra small, small, medium, large. So a woman who has a narrow frame, but is, well, let's just say more well endowed, is not going to fit into them because they're not bras. Mm-hmm. Bras are engineered. They're not a multiple like normal clothing is. They're like a shoe. It's very complex. It's it, it needs engineering because it's not only there to cover, it's there to support. It has a utilitarian function in addition to cover. And so what I learned in La Perla is what definitely helped me in creating and inventing this new product because I know how to make bras. I learned how mm-hmm. to make bras. I learned how to incorporate bras into clothing, right? Because it's the only shaper in the world that does that. You've done an amazing job. So Thank so you. talk about the, how did this come about that you just said, I need to go and launch my own? A movie. Again, a story. Stories change the world, right? So this came about because again, um, although the last eight years of my living in my community, I watched movies and television and read books. I only I only did that for those eight years. So I'm still, the last 10 years, I've been trying as much as I can to catch up on my pop culture holes. And I have so many of them, oh my God. You just don't realize how much you learn by osmosis just from being in the 21st century that I didn't get. Um, so, um, you know, there's just so many things. Anyway, so I'm slowly starting to catch up on movies. And I watched this movie called Bridget Jones's Diary. And there's this scene... It's just, I got to put it on this thing for a second because it's just so funny. Let's do YouTube. I haven't seen that in so many years, oh, but it, so it is funny. one of my favorites. It's so it funny. It is just so funny. So there's this scene in Bridget Jones's diary where she has to decide whether or not she's going to wear sexy knickers or granny panties. <laughs> she has to decide whether or not she wants to wear that. Oh my gosh. Underneath her dress, because then, of course, uh, 
She'll feel more confident. She'll look better in her dress. She'll get the guy because she was in love with Hugh Grant. But she can't bring him home because no woman wants to be caught dead in shapewear. That's just a fact. We all know that. And then there's this scene right here. Hold on, I found it. It's just the best scene of all time. So they come home. She forgets she's wearing the shapewear. And we have this. <laughs> then they're having some fun all on the floor. And now what happens? Very silly little dress. I love it. Absolutely enormous pants. And you see her face and she's like, oh my God, I saw my shape off. And I thought to myself, this is crazy. The entire night, as much as the shape made her feel comfortable, it made her feel uncomfortable because it was something she had to hide. Yeah. She was living a lie in a way. And that's a yucky feeling. And then, and then I said to myself, what do women actually do? When they're wearing shapewear and some significant other is undressing them, what do you do? And I started asking around. And the machinations that people go to to hide their shapewear. Oh, Julie, in the middle of floor play, I'll run to the bathroom, I'll hide it in the drawer. And then before the, when sex is done, before he or she gets up, I'll run back in, I'll put all these things rather than let someone know they're wearing shapewear, which is just not a good feeling. I don't want women to feel that they have to hide anything about themselves. It makes me crazy. I want to eradicate that. So that was the idea of the shapewear. Make shapewear that's so beautiful that if Hugh Grant's undressing you, you're going to feel good about it. You're going to feel good about yourself the way you look at your dress. And you're going to feel great when you take the dress off because he sees plus body. He's not going to say, oh, my God, enormous panties. He's going to say, damn, what is this actually lingerie? Because nobody knows it's, it's shapewear. It doesn't look like shapewear. To the point where when we first started showing it to people, they were like, yeah, this can't be shapewear. I'm like, no, 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 I promise it's shapewear. And they made me like send them pieces because they didn't believe me. Yeah. No shapewear on earth looks like this. I love it. And so currently, I know that it's just a couple of months old. So currently yeah. it's online. Where else are you selling it? So right now it's just on bodybyjuliahart.com. We have sold out in some sizes. So if your size is not there, I've already reordered and put in the next collection. It's coming I'm really sorry. We should have ordered more. It's hard to know on, on your first run. Totally. You know, it's, you know, we're a small brand. We're very we're new. So we were more, you know, small with our ordering, but um, it's more is coming. So if your size is not there, I apologize. It is on its way. And um, we're going to start doing some pre-orders so that the people who didn't get a chance to order it now will know that theirs is on the way and that once it's produced, they got first dibs. Um, and, you know, we basically changed everything about Shaper that makes Shaper awful. First, we um, created a, a, a way of coloring it that is not dyeing it, but is heat fusing it, which gives it that, you know. I feel like it's like you don't feel anything in it that's like sticking you, right? Like nothing. it's it, nothing. Zero. I it's mean, amazing. You, People forget they're wearing it. That's the whole point is you put it on your body. It will suck you into in every direction, but you're not going to remember you have it on your body. And I'll tell you why that's so important. So the first thing that we did is I realized that the reason it's always beige, white, and black is not because people making them don't realize that women hate how ugly it is. It's because dyed material 
when it's stretched past the point of its actual size, it gets those terrible white lines and it distorts the color and the pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've walked down the street and you've seen someone wearing something that's a, sm- a size too small and then you can see because the fabric is stretched yeah, out. Stretch. It, yeah. It, lo- it doesn't look right. The color doesn't look right. The pattern doesn't look right because that's not dyed fabric. It doesn't work. So we had to figure out a way of not just dyeing something because dyeing things, compression, think about what a compression garment is. A compression mm-hmm. garment comes in the bag, it's this big, and then it stretches to fit your body. Mm-hmm. The minute that happens, if it's any color, any pattern, it gets distorted and discolored. And there we go. Thank you. So here is my favorite pair of pants to use because it's an expensive pair of pants. It's Saint Laurent. And it's very colorful and it's an easily discernible pattern. So now look what happens when you stretch it. Here we go. I love it. See what happens? You get those nasty white lines. The color and the pattern distort. It's just what dyeing does. There's no way around it. That's what dyeing does. So I had to change the way color is put into clothing to make it so that when you stretch it and it's shaper and you put it on your body, that doesn't happen. There are women who tell me that when they put on their shapewear, they can't button their pants. Because think about it. Shapewear is making women choose between being smoother and flatter, but wider, because they're adding to their width. They're giving their body extra width because they're putting on this very heavy, thick, additional layer to their clothing. Interesting. I I mean, it's just math, right? If you're this much... And you have to wear shaper to be smoother. You're now this much because you just put on an extra layer of clothing. And so you have a choice between being smooth and wide or lumpy and narrow. Those are not good choices for women. So I decided, well, if I can fuse color into fabric, can I fuse all the layers of compression into one layer? And the answer is yes. And ours is as thin as a piece of paper. It's, it's so great. Yeah. And, and, and as you said, you've tried it, you've seen it, you've worn it. It's so comfortable. Once you put it on the, um, what's it called? Um, Powerbond 2.0 technology. It actually figures out where your body needs more suction and it will hold it in. And the other place and it will loosen out. You just don't know. You forget you're wearing it and you can see all the different layers because there's some places that have these little micro dots. And then there's some places that are the smooth material and they're all compressed together into one layer. Mine is the only shaper in the world where it's not just cups, it's by cup size. You can buy an extra small with an A cup, a B cup, a C cup, and we go all the way up to F. Um, And so it is truly, it's colorful, it's sexy, it makes you feel good and look good. You never have to hide that you're wearing shaper again. You never have to feel insecure. And I know, and I'm going to guess you feel I have felt that way once or twice in your life. I think most women have. We've all been in that place where all we can think about is the pimple on our face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where we can't fully be present in our day because all we're thinking about is what people think of us and how we look and what we look like. And the beauty of it, when I always say to people, you're not going to think about what you look like anymore. You put it on and you forget about it because in the end, you want to live your day, not mm-hmm. spend your day with a conversation in your head 
of how ugly you are or how you could be prettier or this, that, or the other thing. Julia, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Undaunted, and I think you are a perfect example of being undaunted, right? Thank you so much. And we're going to have all the info in the show notes. Everybody needs to try the Body by Julia Hart. Go to the website and you will not be sorry uh, and definitely follow everything that Julia Hart is doing because she is truly brazen and undaunted and everything else. So thank you everybody for listening. And thanks again, Julia. Thanks again for listening to the Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023. And goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Kara Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.